Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Hoia Podcast. Hi, Amy. Hello, listeners. How are you? Hey, everyone. Hello. Hi. How's it going? We're sitting in pitch blackness. <laughs> yeah, we really are. <laughs> Illuminated by a red lamp and our computers. It's dark and it's also blindingly bright. Yeah, the <laughs> the intensity from the little light we have will keep us up all night. <laughs> Our brains are just like, oh, I don't know how to process this. Especially with the time change. We are all kinds of fucked up, huh? Ooh, I'm like a cat with zoomies. <laughs> I'm like, I get one extra hour and I'm just like, I'm invincible. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing, but I'm a fucking idiot. I, I've, as I've been on this earth for 33 years at this point, and I still can't remember when the time change actually happens i always think it's the sunday leading into monday but no it's the saturday leading into sunday is that right apparently so because i all of sunday the time had already changed yes no and i didn't recognize that until it was the new 10 p.m no so aka 11 and i didn't notice because i was editing our episode last minute of course and I was like, oh, well, it says it's 10 p.m. on my phone. So that's okay. It's really actually nine. And oh. I'll go to bed and I'll get an extra hour of sleep. And then I looked at like my stove clock and I was like, wait a second. That's different. Wait a second. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Did it already change? <laughs> I did not know that. I, I had no clue I, the entire day. Can that be? Yeah. It Damn. sucks. It sucks. It's always confusing. Well, that does suck. And it is like, uh, I'm so used to, uh, you know, my smart watch and my smartphone and everything yeah. changing that I look at my shower clock and it's jarring. I'm like, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love, ultimately, I do love getting the extra hour. Of course. Who doesn't? But when they take that hour away in the spring, they might as well have punched me. me punch me right in the pussy is what i was gonna say yes it's just like i have food poisoning in my pussy <laughs> i guess it's, it's just throwing up all the time it's it's uh destabilizing for sure <laughs> it really is i mean there's like a lot of statistics that show that more people get in car accidents the day after um the spring Daytime change. Daylight oh, savings change. It's the most, it's crazy. It's crazy. People I mean, have heart attacks. Yeah. Like by the dozen. We're like cats. If you move our <laughs> food so bowl, we're just stupid. like, oh, you know, we think we're the top of the heap, but we're just a bunch of dumb fucks every single time. It's crazy. It, it is. I mean, <laughs> it didn't affect me as much when I was younger and I would see teachers and stuff that would come in the day after. <laughs> 
and they it look was like over his shit. Yes, <laughs> just the darkest circles under their eyes. They can barely speak. They're like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, calm down. And now that I'm getting older, this year I really felt it. The time changed, and the next day yeah. I was just like, oh, I. <laughs> Still haven't recovered from it. No, definitely Everything not. has been different since then. I had a sunset directly in my eyes at 4.30 p.m. today. And I was like, ow! That sounds beautiful. No, it hurt. Oh. <laughs> Especially when you're driving, you're just like, well, I can't see anything. Oh, guaranteed car accident. I'm gonna just wing it. I'm like, just <laughs> driving on a hope and a win. <laughs> no, the 10 and 2. I'm driving by up. scent alone. It's, it's just drunk driving 101. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> I'm sorry. But all that's to say, welcome to this <laughs> groovy new episode of Ho oh Yeah Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope that you're doing okay with the time change. Yeah, it's been bad. But... At least you're here and we get to talk about a little bit of King of the Hill. And you didn't have a heart attack. Not yet. Great. (laughs) Great. You didn't crash your car. Perfect. Not yet. Thank goodness, because today we're talking about season five, episode six. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I didn't write down the title. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the things to not... When Cotton comes marching home. That's right. Is that right? <laughs> That's okay. exactly right. From my very memory, <laughs> I pulled that. <laughs> so, that's exciting. But before we get into that, we have to do shout outs, mm. obviously. Indeed. All right. Who's doing shout outs first? You. All right. Well, I have um, a voicemail. And um, I was reading the synopsis because our voicemail, uh, again, you can call us. You can call and leave your own voicemail. It doesn't ring us. It goes straight to voicemail. Mm -hmm. So we won't answer. I wouldn't answer anyway. I mean, I definitely would. And then I would have a long conversation with you and we would probably become lovers. You answer your phone all the time. Oh my God. Because I never know who it could be. Like, is this a potential (gasps) new job? Is this a... um, potential new soulmate is is. it somebody that i stopped talking to but we had sex i'm gonna answer wouldn't they leave a voicemail then (laughs) fuck no they're not gonna leave a voicemail well not me (laughs) i don't answer phone calls but you don't have to worry about that because it goes straight to voicemail and our number is three eight six five three zero three eight seven six Okay, so for this voicemail, uh, I love reading the transcript because it's either right on point or wildly off. It's a good time for everyone. Always. It says, hello, Amy. Hello, Jackie. It is your resident comedy enthusiast, Marco. (laughs) It's not a title you gave me, but I just made it up. We'll see if it's six, but I'm calling because I wanted dead. (laughs) Share a Greg Daniels fun fact for the October series. So this one's actually connects to his next show, The Office. So that reason that there is Office episodes of Dundee, one of the most popular ones is one because an award show that Greg Daniels ran for the staff of King of the Hill. 
Oh. So it was because he did awards that the stuff that Dunder Mifflin had a wedge of their staff. So enjoy. <laughs> so glad you ladies, you're back of the hearing from you. <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And I read that and I thought, who the fuck is Marco? <laughs> How dare you, Marco, say that you're a comedy enthusiast. Yeah. But it turns out it's pretty good. It's actually a very good friend of the pod. <laughs> and here it is. Hello, Amy. Hello, Jackie. It is your resident comedy enthusiast, Alma Marco. It's not a title you gave me, but I just made it up. We'll see if it sticks. But I'm calling because I wanted to share a Greg Daniels fun fact for the October series. So this one actually connects to his next show, The Office. So the reason that there is an Office episode with Dundee, one of their most popular ones, is because of an award show that Greg Daniels ran for the staff of King of the Hill. So it was because he did awards for that staff that Dunder Mifflin had awards for their staff. So enjoy. So glad you ladies are back. I've missed hearing from you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, Oh, Amma, thank you. But Amma, the one thing you didn't tell us is how tall is he? (laughs) How much money does he have? (laughs) How many brother-in-laws does he have? I already told you he's between 5'7 and (laughs) 6'4. That is incredible. So, of course, Amy will not know this because she doesn't watch The Office because she hates Jim, which I now hate Jim. I do know this because we've had so many people tell us about this. The Dundies? Yes. I'm only just hearing this from Alma. (laughs) So. But that's incredible. So if you watch The Office, you know that uh, Michael Scott does the Dundies, which I I would love an award. I would love to attend an award show for my job. You would probably dress up so good. You would look so amazing. You would steal the show. Oh my God. The number one reason, the number two reason I want to get married is just to be able to buy a gown. Oh my God. I would buy the most wonderful, ridiculous outfit, just all tinsel, like that one girl you showed me. But tons of tool. Lots of tool. So much. Just no sense of a human form. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the Dundies, they have like an like an award in the uh, like an award gala in the office. It's probably at an Applebee's or something. Yeah. And uh that's so interesting that Greg Daniels did that. Yeah. Makes facts, sense. Facts, 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 facts. And now we're here to share with you some facts, 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 facts. That you now know by now. May not know right now. Well, we got a bonus Greg Daniels fun facts, 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 facts. <laughs> if you have any Greg Daniels facts, please write in. Hashtag facts, 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 And let us know. follow all of the facts. All of the facts, 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 facts. All right. So Thanks, Amma. Amma, you rule, and you are our resident comedy enthusiast. Please come back on our show. Yeah, seriously, please, for the love of God. Okay. So, listen, everyone, mine's going to be a little bit long, but it's going to be fucking worth it. And I think that maybe you should all shut up and listen and maybe not skip forward. Because if you do, you're going to miss out and you're going to feel like a fool. 
Mm-mm. when we all talk about how good this is in person, okay? That's real. Real talk right now. That's real. All right. Jackie, I've mentioned this email to you a couple of times. I'm and, excited. And I feel like I'm really building it up, but also, I don't know if I am because it's pretty damn good. So, I hope you all listen. Jackie, get ready because I'm going to blast your tits off in just a minute here, okay? Okay. <laughs> so this is from Holly. Mm. And they sent it to us in August. <laughs> That's uh anyway, okay, here we go. Mm. They say, "Hello, my beautiful badass babes. I apologize in advance for the long email. I discovered your podcast early in July 2021 and have spent the last 4 weeks endlessly binging it since. I love King of the Hill very much and have thoroughly enjoyed listening to your analysis." of this ingenious and underrated show, Diarrhea Tangents Included. While I'm a little upset, I can't bring... Wait. While I'm a little upset, I can't keep binging the rest of the episodes, I am glad I can finally participate in listener comments and the like. I have so many pent-up comments that I would have loved to share, but I won't take any more of your time than I already am. That's the worst that's the worst. And I forgot to I forgot to mention the subject is reflections on as old as the hills, the decline and fall of Peggy Hill and Cotton's plot. Whoa. Oh, a wonderful, wonderful trio. I know. Incredible. Amazing episodes. Some of my faves. Okay. If Cotton's plot is right after Decline and Fall of Peggy Hill. I went through a period like maybe three months ago where I listened to those episodes like back to back. They're so good. Yeah. God. Okay. Holly goes on. I would like to share my perspective about Old as the Hills, the decline and fall of Peggy Hill and Cotton's plot. Uh These episodes are guaranteed to make me cry every time I watch, even though I have seen them half a million times. While I'm a bona fide little bitch in general. (laughs) Bona fide. Bona fide bitch. I want to provide some context to explain. On July 4th, 2018, my mother's fiancé attempted a murder-suicide and would have likely succeeded if not for me and my husband, and honestly, God, intervening. I won't go through all the gory details, but the nuts and bolts of it are I watched my mom get shot 13 times, mostly through the abdomen. Suffice it to say, I relate a little too hard to Hank watching Peggy hit the ground and being helpless to stop it. Oh! My husband was shot through his right arm and left femur, and I was also shot through the right femur and grazed in the stomach and left hand. I also relate to the high Peggy experiences after surviving the fall and Hank's guilt, as I was the least injured and quickest to recover. I am a very independent person. And it was incredibly difficult to deal with the physical limitations of a shattered femur and being told I couldn't finish the classes I was taking at the time, which delayed my graduation. This paled in comparison to watching my husband struggle to regain use of his hand and leg, however. His physical therapist thought he would never walk unassisted again. And while he didn't get the satisfaction of punching that guy in the kidneys as Cotton did, he may as well have by the look on the therapist's face when he walked in by himself on the last appointment. I'm getting goosebumps all over again. Oh my god. All over again. I I wanna... We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. But this, it's just, it's so good. The decline and fall of Peggy Hill makes me happy cry for Peggy when she is able to rock good Hank to sleep. 
that feeling of still being able to help others and recover some sense of self-efficacy in a weakened physical condition hits home for me every time. Cotton's Plot is one of my favorite episodes of all time and has some of the best Peggy slash Cotton moments of the whole series. Peggy pulling herself up that hill to dance on Cotton's grave was a little like learning to walk again. I love Peggy Steele and straight badassery in that scene and highly suggest you try channeling that next time you are facing a difficult task. It is deliciously empowering. I don't know if the writers went through some similar experience, but they really nailed the emotion of going through something physically traumatic and the effects it has on loved ones slash caregivers as well. It truly speaks to their incredible writing ability and character development. Development. One last thought on the shooting as it relates to King of the Hill in your podcast. After the shooter had shot me and my husband, he turned the gun back to me and I thought for sure this bullet would end my life. At that moment, something in his eyes changed and it was like he realized the horror of what he was doing. I will never forget that look and that pause. He then turned the gun on himself. Listening to your podcast episode about Pygmalion made me realize how much this was like Trip Larson and his moment of clarity seconds before his gruesome death. It does make it extra fucked up, but maybe death was actually the best option for them at that point. Having to confront their crimes in this life may actually be a fate worse than death, and really, the world is better off without them. To end on a happier note, my mother, my husband, and I survived and recovered so well, you would never know we went through anything like this just a few years ago. My husband and I were back in class less than a month later and back at work within two months. Oh my God. I am happy to say we both graduated that same year. My husband now teaches elementary music and I am in graduate school. My mom even went back to school and finished her degree this last spring and is currently seeking employment. That said, I know we all still struggle in our own ways. The moral here may be to always be kind to people because you never know what someone may be going through and to never undermine underestimate yourself you are so much stronger than you'd ever believe anyway i am sorry to overshare this traumatic experience with you guys and make you read this long-winded email i would have left it in a voicemail but i still get a little choked up when i talk about it sometimes i am just so impressed with the writing of this show that deals with such serious and dark topics with such humor and realism simultaneously I rarely talk about this experience, but I have come to feel like y'all are part of my friend group and thought you might appreciate the connections to our favorite show. Thank you, ladies, for not being afraid to handle the hard stuff in your amazing podcast. You are both truly awesome, and I can't wait to start interacting with y'all on future episodes. On future episodes. Lots of love, Holly. I, okay, I know, I know, I know that goosebumps the whole i mean rereading it again i still got goosebumps oh my god holly oh my god unbelievable right thank you so much for sharing (laughs) that story with us oh my god i mean speechless How, how do you respond to something like that something that is that difficult and intense but also inspiring and beautiful what like what is there to say like all i can do is just listen to this person's story because it's so incredible right for you to have gone through that to go through the trauma of that and then to go through the trauma of recovery and Mm -hmm. and uh being so like just going through the loss of like 
just your day-to-day ability mm-hmm. to function mm-hmm. is and and just your level of insight right of what you went through and and, and yeah the trauma of going through that while also going through seeing your loved ones in pain exactly which i think like a lot of people don't think too much about like if you lose a loved one or if a loved one is is horribly injured in some way like you're you're grieving in some way but people don't necessarily acknowledge the incredible grief that you feel watching your loved ones going through that grief as well. Absolutely. It's she so even hard. Like the guilt that she felt, yeah. you know, being the least, the quote unquote, least injured. Yeah. She very much injured, but the least of all of them and it's having so, recovered it, quickly. It almost feels selfish to feel that sad. Cause you're just like, what business do I have right. when other people are suffering so much more? Like it feels selfish, you right. know, and right. and that's hard enough on its own. So, oh my God, Holly, <sighs> it's so crazy. I was just like re-listening to our episodes, <laughs> <laughs> that, like those three, just like a few months ago and just like, you know, laughing at the funny parts and, and enjoying the story, but also, you know, thinking about, just on a much more superficial level, you know, how hard that must have been. And right, of course, because we haven't been through that, you know. We've been through some pretty significant tragedy, but not something as close as watching your wife, you know, slam into the earth or watching your partner be shot or your mother be shot. Yeah. I mean, we know what it's like to watch, to go through something horrific and to watch loved ones experience that as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and that was awful awful Horrible. enough yeah so this is just feels like next level so i can't imagine and holly oh my god i'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing so well and i'm so sorry you had to go through that and and yeah and then on top of that just seeing like just having a brief glimpse inside of the mind of the person doing this and seem right. like oh my god like how good it's almost it, it feels like it would almost be better just to see like not a not a human in exactly there, right know? right I, exactly not seeing the humanity in them or realizing like what they did but i know that email like knocked me off my fucking feet the first time i read it and holly i read it to my mom and she was just like holy shit and she's like uh operating room nurse she has been she's seen a lot of shit but she was blown away and super impressed by that story and of course me as well so thank you so much for once again resending it to us because you know well, I, me as well <laughs> amy <laughs> and i guess maybe jackie i was also very moved <laughs> i know it was it's an incredibly moving story Thank you so much for sending it to me. Thank I you. hope none of you skipped this because it was very big. Oh, you. So if you, you skipped it, you might as well just go fuck right off. Oh, you are going to be so <laughs> sorry you did. Holly, that was a beautiful, like, so lucky to have that experience shared with us. So absolutely. Thank you so much. And such, so beautifully written, like, on oh top of God. everything else. I know. You might as well have just been like, oh, here you go. Here's an email. But it was like. Beautifully written. So insightful, so gorgeous. No wonder why you're in graduate school because you're brilliant. So thank you so much. 
Truly, just thank you. you. Thank you. You and your husband and your mom. Yes. Please come hang out with us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Call, call us. Call us, please. <laughs> thank you, Holly. Thank you. Woo. All right. Well, <laughs> just, I guess, I guess after, I guess after that, we got to get into the episode, huh? I would love to just end it here and be like, that's the episode. Bye. We'd be doing such a disservice to Holly. Like the True. least we can give her is like talking about King of the Hill. Absolutely. It's all we have to offer. <laughs> That's it. And if we're barely doing that yeah. sometimes. And so Holly, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive us if it turns very bad. Yes. <laughs> but we have not been talking about diarrhea for a while. Uh, well, so. don't get me started. Well, yeah, that's your thing. <laughs> Twice today. Oh, you know, well, it is a Monday. Air date. Oh, wait. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> season five, episode six, when Cotton comes marching home. That's, yeah, that's, yep. Air date. December 3rd, 2000. All right. So. Everyone's awake. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you knew I was just like, all right, so here's the story. Everybody's awake. (laughs) Let's just get that out of there. If you were wondering, everyone is awake. (laughs) And um, so... I think the first thing we find out about is that Peggy is in charge of a float for Veterans Day. And uh, I guess it's, is it like, I don't know if it's a float to represent the school or what, but. (laughs) I don't think so. I think it's just like a. A float. Hey, we love World War II. Yay. But who is she making this on behalf of? But like herself, who else? (laughs) But she had to fight to make this float. I know. I can't remember. It was some sort of like, I would say booster club, but apparently it's not something like that. Probably a booster club. Yeah. And so she went to whatever meeting, what, whatever happened for whatever, like the float. (laughs) And the tall and short of it is that they went with her idea. Yes. Which was the soldiers raising the flag at Iwo Jima. Right? Iwo Jima. As, as Peggy says, Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's right. Um, and Bobby's like, didn't they do that last year? And she's like, well, it's going to be different. Yeah, I'm going to get the, the medals. Yeah. Real authentic medals. Right off the bat, she's just like, this float, yeah, it's the same concept as last year. It's going to be different because the soldiers are going to be wearing their like medals of honor, which... Mm-hmm. Is wasted on a parade float, in my opinion. No one's going to see them. No one will see it. You could use bottle caps and paper mache, and you would, and people would be like, "Wow, look at those medals of honor." Yeah, just uh, you'll want to make like a bigger prop version anyway for the spectators, right? Yeah, just like yeah, just don't be afraid to make it look fake, just visible for th- for the back of the room. Yeah, and so. Peggy's like, yeah, I'm going to make this float and it's going to have real medals. By the way, <laughs> I need to get in touch with Cotton so I can borrow his medals. 
that would be the last person I ever asked. Yeah, there's so many things wrong with this whole <laughs> just plan. Bad <laughs> idea, Peg. Bad idea. But speak of the devil, uh, Peggy and Hank and Bobby too, probably. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They're all at <laughs> Megalomart. And who do we see but Cotton himself. And he's there with Dee Dee and Good Hank and they're buying a massive amount of diapers. And Hank's Naturally. like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, You don't live in Arlen. No. And Cotton's like, I came here to get diapers. Also, I'm staying at the VFW. Right, we're on we're on a honeymoon. We're on like a second honeymoon. We're living it up. Yeah, we love it there. <laughs> Never been happier. Yeah, and I love that uh, Dee Dee's just like, it's just like a second honeymoon, only it's not in El Paso. <laughs> that or, was one of my trivia questions. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, I know. Number 33. <laughs> I was really phoning it in. <laughs> Well, I uh, I feel like this is the second time Dee Dee has said, I think it's the second time she said something like that, like, it was just like a second honeymoon, only it wasn't in blah, 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 or something. <laughs> and I, I just, she doesn't get a lot of lines, but the lines she has are pretty good. Yeah, she's great. That's uh, our girl, Ashley Gardner. That's right. Yeah. Damn, she does a good job with that. Mm. I might like uh, Dee Dee more than her Nancy Oh, and you know, and she doesn't even like Dee Dee. Remember that when we interviewed her? She That's was just true. like, Dee Dee, I fucking hated doing Dee Dee. Oh, you're right. <laughs> and we were like, oh. I had so much to say about Dee Dee. <laughs> we, we really liked her, but okay. <laughs> well, we won't talk about her anymore. No. So how about that, Fair Nancy? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I did like her. Don't tell anyone. Amy, don't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> Um, and so Peggy's like, all right, well, fancy running into you. Would it be okay if I borrowed your medals? And he was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, first of all, definitely not. But also, right. second of all, I need them because Veterans Day is coming up and I'm leading the parade because right. I'm like the most veteran. Right. I've killed so many people. I and have I've no shins. Lost so many shins. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so there's no chance that Peggy's going to get these medals. It's not worth her time anyway, but she is disappointed. <laughs> when has that ever stopped Peggy? Right? <laughs> it's not worth her time. She's not getting them. I'm double going to do I'm it. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> uh, so she, I guess in an attempt to kind of, Butter up cotton decides like I'm gonna go down and visit him at the VFW mm-hmm. and I'll bring him some cigars. He's disgusting, so I know he <laughs> likes cigars. <laughs> which are disgusting. I kinda and like them. Smell em. like shit. I kinda like them. I know. Oh, I was giving my brother so much shit. They are gross because it feels very phallic. And they stink like armpits. Which is also very phallic. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> But, they sank, but what I, I hate them. What I do like is that you get to rip the tip off with your teeth, and that just is eat. very erotic to me. <laughs> just eat a carrot. Good grief! It's good for your eyesight, allegedly. Yeah, but it's not as cute. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Peggy shows up with a box of cigars to the VFW and uh, she knocks on their door and Dee Dee's like, oh, come in. And Peggy's like, hey, you know, I'm looking for uh, cotton. I brought him some cigars. I know he loves cigars. Mm-hmm. And Debbie's like, or Dee Dee. <laughs> Dee Dee's like, well, these aren't the ones he liked, but I like them, so I'll smoke them. <laughs> I know, I love it. She's like, I'll take them, bye. <laughs> I guess. Dee Dee's such a cool character. She is cool as shit. Um, so, Dee Dee is puffing on these cigars. <laughs> as much as I don't care for cigars, Dee Dee makes it look cool. Yeah, she blows like O-rings, like smoke rings, and she's just like, whatever, I got she this. She looks so cool while she yeah. does it. Like, you almost forget that she's a person, because she's <laughs> a little bit two-dimensional at times. Yeah. But then, like, seeing her blow all these perfect smoke rings, I'm just like, I want to know what your life was like before cotton. Yeah. I bet it was cool. I bet um, it was cool. Yeah. Sorry you got pregnant. I mean, like, <laughs> she seems cool with everything that's happening. I wish I just knew her backstory more. Yeah, true. Uh, so, Dee Dee's puffing on these cigars that Cotton probably won't want. And while she's there, Peggy's just like, oh, by the way, you know, I'd really love to uh, get my hands on those medals <laughs> for my parade float. By the by. By the by. While I'm here. And the how. While I'm here. <laughs> and Dee Dee's like, oh, well, they're downstairs. They're in a locked case by the front door, I assume. Mm-hmm. And Peggy goes down to... Uh, Look at the medals. Maybe Jimmy the Lock. Yeah. <laughs> get them out of there. <laughs> Maybe at least, like, know where they are. Right. Case the scene. Get a lay of the land. <laughs> <laughs> and um, while she's down there, Cotton's down there with his vet buddies, and they're playing poker, and she's just like, oh, hey, Cotton, funny running in, funny running in here. <laughs> Can I have your medals? And he's like, basically no and she's like you're terrible and he's like all right get back to me on that i don't care <laughs> i know that that part didn't make me laugh. yeah it was pretty good i wrote it down i I'll, did too I'll, it's pretty good i'll read it later for <laughs> our comments but peggy leaves in a huff and she ends up going back home and complaining to hank you know like your father's terrible and why are they even living at the VFW and it's no place for a baby and you know he's just surrounded by cigar rings and- no and I love Hank in this scene he's just clipping his disgusting toenails all nine on- of them all nine of them on his bed over a trash can which we all know that fingernails and toenails they have an agenda of their own they're gonna go wherever the fuck they want when you clip them oh my god (laughs) they do have an agenda they do they're just like oh you want to be in a trash can fuck you i'm gonna go on your bed maybe in a maybe back into your kitchen unpredictable i might go right into your eye anyone's guess yeah i don't it's even know my where I'm party going. i'm the one who's being cut off and i'm, I'm gonna cry go if i want to and i'm gonna go where i want so toenails they go willy-nilly and he's just doing that on Wait, their bed not even do in you, their bathroom where do you clip your toenails anywhere that's convenient because <laughs> i live on my own oh 
thought you were sure for sure going to be like, I do it inside of a bubble <laughs> so they can't go anywhere. I shove my foot into a trash can. <laughs> I keep a vacuum on full blast like, and I clip them into the vacuum. <laughs> no, listen, here's the thing. The reason why I know that toenails go willy-nilly is because I let them go willy-nilly. Well, how can you not let that? Like, no, you There's have, nothing you can do. By saying I let them, you, you have the illusion <laughs> I, of control. I allow them. <laughs> it's to my go, choice. <laughs> it's my choice like a mother. I let them go where they please, and I will call them back I when like I it. think I need to. If I wanted them to stay, they would. But I choose <laughs> to let them. <laughs> toenails. <laughs> so Hank's clipping his toenails. And he's just like, well, you know, I mean, the good thing is that G.H. is too young. He can't understand curse words. So, you know. Whatever. And the Brooklyns are real good with him. Because <laughs> Cotton has two friends named Brooklyn. I feel like Hank is just like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> I know. I, I did think like, oh, he's pretty nonchalant. Like this he's guy very nonchalant. so uppity about so many other things is just like, well, he doesn't understand cuss words. That's okay. <laughs> The very, the very least that could be happening for a baby. And Hank's just like, great. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't have to get involved, I am a-okay. <laughs> All of those old men equals like one halfway decent babysitter. <laughs> so he's okay. They all got like half of one eye. So between all of them, they mm-hmm. got a full eye on that baby. And none of them have teeth, so they can't bite him. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. It'll be all right. So, but Peggy is just like, listen, it's just no environment for a baby. You need to talk to your dad. Like, they can't be living at the VFW. This is nuts. (laughs) And she's right. (laughs) She is right on that. But whatever. I I did think, like, she is right, but I can't help but feel like she's saying this because she didn't get her medals. That's exactly right. So. That's exactly. She's right, but you're exactly right. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. So Hank goes to talk to Cotton, but he ends up like stumbling upon him selling cans, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's such an unfortunate scene because he sees his dad selling cans, but he also sees him fighting over cans with none other than Jimmy Witcher. Yes. That idiot in a hot dog suit. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Just TV in a hot dog suit. He almost got Bobby killed. <laughs> he almost got Bobby killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yep. He may or may not have stared at the sun too long. I can't remember what his deal was, but. That is probably part of it. I like to think he maybe just like, uh, I don't like to think it. But... <laughs> I know, but he did. Never mind. Never forget it. Stop. Cut it out. Mitchell, Nevada, cut it out. Help us. <laughs> so help me God. Um, so Cotton is fighting over cans. Hank sees this and as Cotton's fighting with Jimmy Witcher over cans, he's just like, this turd took my cans. <laughs> I had three extra cans and so I deserve the money for those cans and the guy who they're giving the cans to is just like well I just give the money to whoever gives me the cans and he's like I'm a veteran and I lost my house because I had a baby at 90 years old and (laughs) I just like I like 
found these cans fair and square. It's not my fault this guy's an idiot. And Hank oversees this and he's just like, oh my God, my dad lost his house. I didn't yeah. know any of this. And yeah. It's such a sad, sad scene. It's so fucking sad. It's like, oh. I really feel for Hank because like this has got to be like just another like troubling level to add to his relationship right. with his dad. Just right. to, like, it's it's so hard. Like his dad, there are so many issues with his dad, of course, but yeah. it's so hard to see your, it's just so hard to see your parent just struggle. Struggle. Yeah. When you're, especially when you're not struggling. Right. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Now I have to take care of them. All right. <laughs> and now we're all going to struggle. Yep. <laughs> Here it is. So the circle <laughs> comes around. Fuck! The mountain. <laughs> she, she's coming around the mountain every... Here she comes. Here she comes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay. So, now Hank knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think, does Hank, like, initially offer Cotton money and Cotton's just like, how dare you? Yeah, he, like, goes and talks to them. He's, he, like, he's in their tiny little room and he's like, what the fuck happened? You don't even have your house? What's going on? And Cotton's like, I got someone pregnant. Right, right. Sorry, my <laughs> urethra is, like, the size of a cannon. <laughs> And uh, Hank tries to help, but like, you know, like, let me give you some money and Mm -hmm. Cotton won't take it. And then Hank's just like, well, Dee Dee, you know, are a certified optospolist. (laughs) Why don't you get a a job at a lens crafters? And before she can answer, Cotton's like, no wife of mine is going to work. So we'll starve to death. That's our choice. (laughs) Right. That's our choice. That's our choice. Um. So I think Hank sees if he can, he, he's like, maybe I can get you a job at Strickland or, um, mm-hmm. he eventually talks to one of their clients who owns some restaurants. Right. And, uh, he's like, my father needs some work. Can you hook him up? And so this guy hooks him up with a restaurant. What is it like that his son owns? Or works I think I think probably the guy owns it or his uncle. It's his uncle. It's, it's his nephew working there. Yeah, right? and he's like, oh, he's probably like some stupid fucking manager who thinks he has way more power than he actually does, and he definitely makes everybody's life miserable. For sure. That's. I mean, like, how can he not? Like, if you are the general manager of a restaurant, then you are awful. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. I'm talking right to you. Yep. Right now. Hard line. We're Take not. Take a look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, we're not we're not taking that back. We mean it. Oh, I yeah, podcast. Fuck general managers. <laughs> prove me wrong. You cannot. <laughs> Jackie's worked a lot of service industry jobs. She knows. I've had so many fingers pointed in my face. Oh no no no! That would be a bite. That would be a straight <laughs> up. I'm gonna grab it, break it off your hand, maybe bite it. Anyway, this guy is that person. <laughs> Like, the guy that Hank talks to seems nice enough. Yeah, yeah, think, he is. That guy's great. I think it but is his, his nephew. Piece of shit nephew who's just like, I have no control in this world, so I'm going to fuck 
and do whatever I want. And- I'm gonna take advantage of this elderly yeah. man with no shins. Yes! Piece yeah. of shit. That's who we're dealing with, general managers. So, you're all shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Prove me wrong. You can't. You can't. You cannot! <laughs> oh. Um, so, Hank hooks cotton up with this job at a restaurant and he starts out as a host so it's his job not even necessarily no no he's a greeter oh that's right he's a greeter he's not even a host because he's not even a host because he ends up like uh on a particularly busy evening mm-hmm. he greets some people and then the hostess takes them to be seated right and then more people come in and he greets them and he's just like well the hostess isn't back i'll just seat you myself and then he gets yelled at for that right and he's like i've killed so many people you think i don't know how to seat people but you don't okay <laughs> it's a very very <laughs> particular job you can't just seat people anywhere you crazy <laughs> Unbelievable! That would throw everything into chaos. There's like personalities that you have to keep in line. A like... rotation at the very least. Uh... <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but he uh, tries to seat some people. He tries, you know, doing his job and mm-hmm. he gets yelled at for this. And so he gets like demoted basically to greeter in the bathroom. Oh, which is horrible demoted to say the least although i will say like at least you get tips in the bathroom he doesn't get tips in the front of the house what does he have to go through for those tips he has to deal with men men taking monster deuces at a restaurant because they don't give a shit i think i'd rather be bathroom greeter because you're out of your goddamn mind wait 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 a bathroom greeter in a men's bathroom? Yeah, I think even in you, a men's You really think so? Yeah. Tell like, listen to me. I'm in the bathroom, so I don't have management watching me. There's- so You I have no just, protection. Got can, it. Okay, in this scenario, <laughs> I'm a, a man. Okay, oh, they're oh, not gonna, okay, okay. They're not going <laughs> to put me in the men's room. That would all be- right, all right. Okay, because I was thinking you, Jackie, but that makes sense. <laughs> if you're a man, continue. I would do it anyway, but- uh, <laughs> I don't think they would ever do it. I'm getting tips. I get to be surrounded by hairspray and like nail stuff and whatever. And I, poop. And poop. But it's <laughs> private. I can go to the bathroom anytime I want. True. You know, the one the one plus with uh, this position that uh, Cotton is in, there's a window in that bathroom. You, oh. you can crack that sucker open. 100% yes then. <laughs> Anytime I'm not sitting on my stool, I'm just going to look out the window. I can't imagine something more insulting than somebody who just took a massive D and you have to like brush their coat off. I don't care. I would never. I would never. If I can, if I can like sit on a stool and get tips, there's no other position like that. There's. There's gotta be something that there's nothing like it. <laughs> there's nothing like it. And like as a as a hostess at least, you're dealing with 
all of the angry yeah, assholes say, that are just so like, angry. why should I wait? Why should I have to wait for a table at Applebee's? Like, <laughs> how dare you? It's just like, I believe me, if I could get rid of you right now, I would. <laughs> I don't want to make you wait. I hate you. <laughs> I don't want you to be around me any longer than you already are. And they're not going to tip you. But, but at least those people aren't shitting directly on your face. I don't know. I, I just... I know how bad some dumps can be and I don't know if I can be around it because even my own, I'm like, I got to get out of here. Well, that's when the window, if there's a window, it's a 1000%. Window is key. Window is key. I would definitely do if there was a window, but if there wasn't, then I would be like, you can't pay me enough. I think that's a testament to how awful people are when they come into restaurants because I'd rather smell their dumps and get tipped. Then talk to them. That's how bad they are. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. So, Cotton is working in the bathroom. L- love it or hate it. <laughs> He's living in. He's That's living, where he is. Loving. <laughs> He's living, loving, learning. <laughs> and eat, pray, love. Eat, pray. Right in that He's bathroom. praying. He's eating living and uh his manager's kind of a turd but whatever but then like uh he's like he goes to his manager one day and he's just like i need tomorrow off Mm -hmm. because it's the veterans day parade and i'm a veteran and clearly look at me i don't even have to prove to you that i lost my shins you can see it for yourself (laughs) right obviously even if you don't believe i killed all of these men you can believe that i lost my shins right that is evident and this guy's just like, mm, sorry, Veterans Day is one of our busiest days. No, you can't. We have so many people taking dumps in here. We need you here. I'm starting to question if you really want to clean up after our customers. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I definitely don't. I don't but... want to ever make you think that. Of course I want to. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. Any, like, even the most lowliest general manager would be like, oh, fuck. All right, fine. I mean, yeah. What else can I do? Yeah, you have to march in your parade. And then they would just have to work in the bathroom. No, not this guy. Not this guy. He was just like, absolutely not. You cannot have Veterans Day off. Not Nephew Mix sucks a lot. No. He's too busy trying to figure out if he wants Taco Bell or... Del Taco. Del Taco. Different guy, but same thing. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They all suck either way. That's a different guy. Yeah, totally. Why does he punch that guy or whatever? So he goes on a rampage. He goes back to the guy who was just like, um, I think you might be older than you say you are. And he's got like a rug on his head. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Cotton is working Veterans Day, so he's not going to be in that parade. Right. That's all there is to it. Hank finds out about this and he's like, what? No veteran should have to work on Veterans Day, which seems like baseline obvious, right? Makes sense. If we can all agree on anything. Right. That should be it. Yep. Um... So he ends up bringing Cotton his uniform to work and he goes into Cotton's quote unquote office. 
the bathroom. Right. And Cotton is in one of the stalls. Yeah, he pretends that like, oh no, I'm not actually the bathroom attendant. I'm just taking the deuce. He does pretend? Yeah. Wow, that is sad. I, it is really sad. He keeps trying to like make everybody think that he's just a greeter. Well, technically he is kind of a greeter. <laughs> how do you do and how did you do? How did you do and how did you do? <laughs> he's good at his job, though. The few people he interacts with, he's just like, sir, magazine, right this way. There you go. There's your toilet. Oh, I sat on it and kept it nice and warm for God. you. It's a good job. Um, <laughs> oh. So Hank goes to see him like in his bathroom and, and Cotton's in a stall and Hank's like, dad, I brought you your uniform. Like you need to be in that parade. And Cotton's just like, I'm busy. Mm. And Hank's like, but it's really important. And Cotton's like, don't worry about it. I'm busy. (laughs) And Hank's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave your uniform here just in case. Mm -hmm. And Hank leaves and Cotton's just like, oh man, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Well, Cotton ends up putting his uniform on, mm-hmm. and he ends up busting out. I don't know what happens. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going off of your reactions. <laughs> so Cotton, <laughs> uh, he tries to leave. He, he gets all dressed up and he's just like, yeah, I look good. Look at me in my outfit, my the- costume, my costume. <laughs> no, his <laughs> uniform. His uniform. Thank he, you. He's dressed to the nines. Looks great. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> don't mind if I do. So he starts to walk out of the restaurant and old dick bag over here, old little dick, dick weed is what my dad would call him. Well, Dickweed over here is just like, hey, 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 I said I would bring your dinner into you, into you, into the bathroom. That's where you eat your din Too far. That's too far. Nobody wants to poo somewhere someone's eating. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, so, and Cotton, he he's just like, son of a bee. So he goes back and he was just like. Just do it, for the baby. do it for the baby. Do it for the baby. And he goes back and he's just like, all right. And this this man is sitting in his full on like regalia. Can you imagine like taking a turd and then coming out and there's a veteran there to like <laughs> dry your hands? I feel like, do you take credit cards? Do you have a Venmo? Like, because I'll give you everything need, in my bank I account. I need your I'm Venmo sorry. right now, obviously. I don't have cash. I will give you everything I have. I'm so sorry. You I'm so, what? so sorry. I'll dry here. my hands on the mirror, please. <laughs> Just don't. I'm gonna, it's on my pants anyway. I got it. Yeah. I got it. So. So Cotton ends up, uh, He's in the bathroom still, right? And he's like, he's looking out the window because he's got like the the grade A view of the parade, right? That's right, yes. He's looking out at the parade and he's just like, I'm busting out. (laughs) I'm out of this joint. Fuck you. And so he does like a little like skip and a twirl and like a kick. Oh, right, right, yeah. And then he's just like, bam, I'm out of here. Right. And then he's, he ends up outside. That's right where the parade is Uh uh-huh and he's like that's my car yeah that's exactly right (laughs) (laughs) 
is my car. Lane Prattley, that piece of shit, repoed my caddy. Our good friend Lane Prattley from the mower episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I obviously skipped it, but uh, <laughs> Cotton ended up like, you know, he lost his house, but we also see him get his car repoed, his yeah. Cadillac. Yeah. And he's like, not my caddy. And somehow this caddy ends up in the parade and it's covered in like pink frill and, and, um, paper mache, whatever. Right. Like roses. It's an affront to his masculinity. It's stunning for a float. It's gorgeous. Like I, I would die to have that many. I would wear that. I assume they're carnations. They're probably not roses. You think they're real flowers? I do think they're real flowers. Oh, even better. I thought it was just paper. I think they're like carnations. Beautiful. I hope they're carnations. A rose can't, like the petals would just fall off, but a carnation is sturdy. A rose could never. By any other name. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So to his shock, he's like already like busted out of his job. That was bold enough. And then he gets out on the street and he's just like, not only am I not in this parade, but that's my car covered in pink flowers. I've reached my limit. Yeah, and his limit's already not that high. No, not at all. It's as high as his shins. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, not very high. <laughs> oh, ding dong, a ding ding ding. Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> and she's coming around the mountain. <laughs> so he sees his precious Cadillac in pink flowers and he just sees red. So he hijacks this Cadillac, Mm -hmm. um, basically murders the people driving it, (laughs) takes control of it and proceeds to destroy the parade and drives erratically around children. People are running in all different directions. Mm -hmm. Children are grabbing or mothers are grabbing their children and running away, screaming Dogs are barking, like, cows are mooing. Birds are, like, hawk, like, buzzards are circling because they're not, like, I know something's going to happen. And it's just chaos everywhere. The parade is officially ruined. Done. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hank sees this and he's just like, oh, my God. Well. I gotta stop this. And uh, instead of calling the police or anything, oh, Hank. or having Cotton Baker acted, um, he goes to Peggy's float, her scooch Iwo- over, <laughs> her tribute to Iwo Jima, which is just like a bunch of skeletons, <laughs> skeletons hoisting a flag. That part killed me when she changed her whole thing. She was just like, the futility of war. <laughs> people oh if she didn't nail it i don't know who did (laughs) she fucking killed it with that hank was just like man peggy was up late working on this float and then he comes out it's just covered in skeletons and he's like what and she's like well i never got your father's medal so i had to improvise off i need to be number one yeah and you know what shocks skeletons skeletons you know what you know what makes number one Horror. Horror. 
<laughs> the futility of war. The futility of war, which is so good. It's so good. It's shocking. And she... Uh, and she's brilliant. I can't believe, it is, like, very um, impressive to for a float you made by yourself. I, she kills it. Kills it. Yeah. Amazing. Number one. Oh, you think we'll ever get to be in a parade? I would... We should be in a parade. Oh, we yeah, should just, float. Yeah, we should just do one. Just fuck it. The next parade that's coming around, we'll be on it. We'll just wave. We gotta see if we can Yay! sign up. <laughs> we'll just throw out Alamo beers. Ooh, there you go. Just kill people. Yeah. Pocket right. <laughs> yeah. right at them. So Peggy and her float uh, are in the parade and <laughs> Hank runs up to her and jumps on her little tractor that's pulling her float and he's just like scooch over <laughs> i'm commandeering this float <laughs> and he turns it around and proceeds to like chase cotton so yeah he, he, in a tractor in a that's tractor. going like five miles he would be faster if he ran a tractor chasing a Cadillac. Cat. I know, and he's just like, I gotta go. I gotta get he this guy. Taken the bus. <laughs> he, he just caught up. He just should have walked at a leisurely pace. Yeah, it's that's the same amount of time that it would have taken for that tractor. That's it. <laughs> so he's chasing Cotton in this tractor. Naturally, Cotton gets ahead of him. So all Hank can do is follow the trail of petals that mm-hmm. Cotton's pink Cadillac leaves behind. And so Hank's trying to catch up to Cotton, mm-hmm. but he can't because he's in a tractor. Right. <laughs> and Cotton just goes on this rampage where mm-hmm. he destroys the parade and he ends up uh, basically pretty womaning like a lot of <laughs> yes! the people yes! that wronged him where he like walks in and he's just like, remember me? Big, Big mistake. mistake. So Huge. good. And he like, Rips yeah. that one guy's to pay off the guy that interviewed him. That yes. was a turd. <laughs> yes. And, um, like, goes into another place and he has, like, all these shopping bags. And he's like, you work on commission, right? And <laughs> everyone, like, learns, like, a lesson. They're like, oh, shit. Like, this guy told me. <laughs> but by the end of his rampage, he's just like, oh, well, that was satisfying. But I didn't do anything to help my family. And certainly not anything to help my, like, little baby good Hank. Right, and now I've lost my job. Yep, he lost his job, and he just feels worse than ever. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Dale, and he's just like, Dale, you idiot, do you have any bullets? And Dale's like, yeah, I have a million. How many do you need? And Cotton's like, I just need one. Mm-hmm. I just need one bullet. Mm-hmm. And dun, dun, Dale is, Dale's like, all right. <laughs> hey, sure, here you go. Just one, here you go. And Cotton leaves. And Hank ends up talking to Dale and Bobby. Bobby had like kind of a weird interaction with Cotton where he was just like, just the most important thing you can do is get life insurance. Right. Just in case you ever decide to kill yourself. <laughs> I don't know, he just said that, it seemed weird, but, like, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, Bobby's... He's old, so... Uh. Bobby's like, I had a weird conversation with Grandpa. And then Dale is like, yeah, 
I kind of had a weird talk with him too, where he wanted all of my bullets, but uh, <laughs> he, I tried to give them all to him, but he only really wanted one. He said, and mm-hmm. Hank's just like, "God damn it!" Yeah. So he rushes off to go see Cotton because he knows mm-hmm. Cotton is going to kill himself. Yeah. Is just that desperate. Mm-hmm. And well this is interesting because i don't totally know it seems like cotton is gonna kill himself and he then, is yeah i mean it seems like that i'm calling it i'm saying he is i i would like 99 percent agree with you but i feel like we could be oprah oprah we could be oprah <laughs> to interpret oprah jesus to interpretation we could be oprah to interpretation <laughs> Because uh, he gets home, but right when he gets home, Dee Dee's like, Cotton, yeah. I've been with this baby all day. You take this baby. I need me time so I can do laundry. Oh, God. And is that not that was the, the most depressing truth. thing I ever If that heard. is not the goddamn truth, though, how many, how many women have I seen do that? When I heard that, I was just like, oh, that hurts. Yeah, hear? because it fucking sucks. <laughs> You're just like, oh, thank God. Fuck having children. <laughs> me, me time. I'm in the laundry room alone. That, that's exactly right, because I have to have a task, because I can't simply have time alone. Please. Dee Dee's going somewhere else. Yeah, she's going to take that box of cigars with her, and she's going to she's gonna rip some. Yep, she's going to do <laughs> hula hoops with all those rings. <laughs> and she's just like, I got to go. You watch good hank and cotton's just like oh shit and then we cut to hank and he's trying to get to cotton and he finally gets to cotton's door at the vfw and he hears a bang and we're just like jesus oh my god did he kill himself yeah did he kill good hank did he like line his skull up with good hanks and like just (laughs) kill both of them with the one bullet that would be the way to do it. Well, that's the smartest way to do it. Right, if you, if you were going to. Bullet, right, that would be the way. <laughs> or, like, good angle small enough that you could put him in front of your heart. Sure. Just shoot right through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might suffer, but whatever. I, I think if you got it right into the heart, like, you both would die pretty quick. Yeah, but I feel like the bullet would, like, ricochet off of Good Hank's body. But if he's <laughs> young enough, he's just all cartilage, because babies don't have bones. He's not that young, though. He's definitely, like, at least a year, because he's animated. But is he walking? True. But there's definitely bones inside of that baby. He's got bones. All right, well, you might get, like... Maybe you won't die. I feel like you could. But you know what? Just point that gun through the soft spot into your heart. Right. The soft spot of his skull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we figured it out. All right. So Hank's just like, all this is running through Hank's mind. He's like, what could possibly have happened? <laughs> and he opens the door and he sees that Cotton is giving good Hank shooting lessons. Thank God for Cotton. He put at... Uh, headphones on good hang so i know blow out his eardrums but even still that's not enough i 
don't know, some of those things, people can take their infants to like concerts and it's supposed to be fine. I'm so curious about it. Get the fuck out of here. You just want to get hammered at a concert and you just have a kid with you. Don't (laughs) tell me that. people are doing. They're just like, no, it's fine. Like, how do you know? It's Mr. Holland's Opus all over again. (gasps) I never saw that movie. What happened? Does a baby go deaf? (laughs) A baby, they find out that a baby is deaf. Because they go to like some parade and there's like a, a fire truck blasting its horns and the baby has no reaction. <laughs> and it's like, well, this baby is clearly deep. <laughs> like Mr. Holland's no, I don't even know if that's true. I don't know if that's the right. <laughs> that baby was probably born deaf. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole point. I don't know. I don't know why I constantly bring that up, but I always do. And I'm like, this is why we can't have children around loud noises because they're going to go deaf. I will say. Mr. Holland's opus. I will say you are 100% right because babies' hearings are very sensitive. Yeah. But that baby, it sounds like, was probably That baby deaf. was deaf. That's how they found out that the baby was deaf. It was probably born deaf. It didn't go deaf at the parade. It would have been crying. <laughs> I know, and I've had the same conversation with several people and I still never learn. (laughs) I'm really banking on those headphones so I can take my baby anywhere. I really hope that's a thing, but we'll see. Tiny infant sound canceling bows. I just want to take, like, put it in a, put the baby in a bag, strap it to my body, put the bows on the baby. (laughs) Your $500 bows that you won't buy for yourself. (laughs) Buy it for my baby, the bows in a bag. (laughs) Well, Hank is relieved to see that neither the baby nor Cotton are dead. He's like, what? Hank is like, what's going on in here? And Cotton's like, oh, I was just uh, teaching good Hank how to shoot. And he's a natural, unlike you, who cried mm-hmm. when you were three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably didn't put any Bose headphones on <laughs> Hank. It was loud as shit, I'm sure. It was jarring. Uh, Terrifying. So Hank's like, oh my God. Well, that's fine. I'm just glad you're alive. Right. And Cotton's like, well, while you're here, you know what? I think I will take you up on your offer for money. And Hank is just like, hey, no problem. I'm happy to help out. And Cotton's like, it's not helping. You owe me this money for raising you. Remember that? And your glasses. That's right. You nerd. Absolutely. Which I, uh, you know paid for your glasses and I'm like nice enough to not charge you interest because you're my son and we're all supposed to be like oh and then I the would episode never, ends. I would never be like oh oh you paid for the fucking child that you had oh I'm so sorry that you bought glasses for the kid that you had oh this is like uh huge for Hank the most he'll ever get from cotton poor hank he's handling it like a real trooper i mean he just thought he killed himself and his brother so even still fuck you and your glasses (laughs) fuck you hank and your glasses not hank fuck fuck cotton for being angry about having to pay for them anyway good job thank you
This episode of Ho oh Yeah Podcast is brought to you by... All right, this is the platoon of Patreons, and we're yes. at the Veterans Day March. I want all of you looking, you know, on point. Alan Alda's here, and we will not be made fools of in front of Alan Alda. That's right, DW, get your finger out of your ass. Pay attention. And stop sniffing it. <laughs> Corey T. Tear what? Corey Z. <laughs> Melody! Drop and give me 50. Your. What did your dad fuck a horse to make you? <laughs> Good one, Private Jackie. Horse fucker? Horse fucker? Nope, just kidding. And <laughs> who do we have here? It's, well, it must be Hallie H. Because I don't remember ordering a bag of shit. This is too mean. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Veterans Day, everyone. Happy Veterans Day. And thank you, uh, everybody, for joining the Patreon. Welcome to our Patreon. Thank you so much. We actually hey, love what? you. <laughs> About face. <laughs> so, Amy, share yes. with me your favorite parts of uh, the episode. You got it. Okay. Uh, right off the bat, Hank left Peggy hanging with a high five. She comes in and she's like, give me five. I'm, um, you know, making the parade float. I got chosen for it. And Bobby gives her a high five and she holds it out to Hank and he just like looks at her hand and then looks back at her and doesn't fucking give her a high five or a low five. Oh, damn. I missed that. Mm. Uh, first time I've ever seen it. I was like, <laughs> come on now. That's uh, uh, let's the most awkward and disrespectful thing that could happen between married people. <laughs> the most. Grounds for divorce. Obviously, I love the way that Peggy pronounces Iwo Jima, Iwo Hima, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also wrote down like, damn, Dee Dee is strong. She's got cotton standing on her shoulders <laughs> to get like the, the massive pack of diapers while she's also got GH strapped to the front of her. I'm like, dang, Dee Dee's. Oh, that's true. Dee Dee's got some strength, you know, and. Cotton is, <laughs> obviously, we know he's a sexist, but it did kind of make me laugh when he said, uh, when Peggy's like, oh, can I please have your medals? And he's like, it'll cost you $200 a day. There's only one way you can make that kind of money, but you're 20 years too old and 20 pounds too skinny. <laughs> but that goes right into uh, a line that I love from Peggy, but just between the two of them, and she goes, Cottonale, I do not know what I hate more about you, the way you talk to me or the way you treat your wife and child. And he just goes, Well, think about it. <laughs> yeah, just dismissing her. Yeah, I'll go think about it and, you know, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Hank finds out that, you know, Cotton and Dee Dee and GH are all living at the VW and 
he goes to be like, hey, you don't have any money? Like, what, what's going on? Why don't... And he's like, I didn't... You know, Ed Cotton says, I didn't plan on busting through my sheeny... My sheeny? <laughs> my... My, my weenie shield and having this little fella and I can't deny him anything in the world no I can't <laughs> he's like super sweet to GH and then he looks at Hank and he's like fuck off I can't deny him anything <laughs> um, that baby's gonna be deaf just like the baby in Mr. Holland's opus <laughs> with all that screaming and gun shooting no kidding I like when the, you know, Cotton's applying for jobs and the guy's just like, you wrote on your application that you're 38 years old. Is that right? And it just reminded me of so many Tinder profiles that I've seen where they're like, I'm 35. And I'm like, you are clearly 60. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, what do you do? My God. Like, they're just. How would they even know how to use Tinder? When there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I suppose you're right. That's incredible, though. Yeah, it's there's and there's and then on the opposite spectrum, you see a lot of people who are like their their profile age will say like 30 something, but then in their actual bio they'll be like I'm actually 20. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think because, you know, it gets them more like I, the age range is larger for women maybe. Like most women if you're in at least for me, you know, if I'm I'm not going to put my age limit any younger than like 30, you know? So I think I guess the guys gets, are just trying to get, there. yeah, get as many, <laughs> as many as they can. <laughs> like a Trojan horse, that number. And then you let them in and they're just like, mm, 20. <laughs> I can't even drink. <laughs> uh, I remember having to tell one of my friends, I was like, dude, you have you cannot go on dates with people who aren't even old enough to drink. That has to be the absolute bare minimum here. Like, yeah, come, come on. What are you gonna buy your beer? You spend all your dates like in Kmart parking lots or at house parties. Oh. God, yeah, you become the designated person who has to buy everybody's beer, and everyone's like, yeah, he's really creepy, he's super old, but, like, he buys us all liquor, so whatever. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's talking about you. Absolutely. Like, they, they, they're like, it's awesome having this person to buy us alcohol, but in the same breath, they're just like, it's weird that he's dating someone so young, right? Like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Gross. He's a loser. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. There's a, oh, the guy, the, the, the owner of the restaurant that Cotton eventually ends up working at, he seems like a nice guy. His son is a, is a turd, but the owner or is nice. Nephew, is. Oh, his nephew. That's right. And, uh, he's, he just says to Hank, you know, Hey, thank you so much. You know, if there's anything I can do for you, just, you know, let me know. And Hank gets into it with, you know, oh, you can get my dad a job. But at some point, <laughs> the guy's just like, oh, thank God for this propane. And Hank's like, well, clean, e even heating is just one of the 14. And he cuts him off. He's like, yeah, yeah, I remember your speech at my daughter's wedding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who would allow Hank to give a speech at their daughter's wedding? And it's so weird. <laughs> and he's talking about like the 14 whatevers of propane uses of whatever. I know. Propane. Get off the stage. <laughs> oh my goodness. Have to start playing that like wrap it up music. <laughs> uh 
two more comments. Uh, I love. There was a bolo tie. Lane Prattley wearing a bolo tie. Love it. All right. Love it. <laughs> and the last one was I really love Peggy's second concept for the float. It was <laughs> so metal. <laughs> she could have just made up like fake metal. Yes. Because who would notice the difference? But exactly. she just scrapped the entire thing and used skeletons. Yes, and the futility of war. Hilarious. The futility of war. <laughs> Incredible. In a Veterans Day parade, I loved it. <laughs> and she was just like, I was up at 4 a.m. doing this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Excellent comments. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Very well, nice. let's see. I don't have too, too, too many. Um, uh, I mentioned a lot of my comments in the retelling but mm-hmm. uh right off the bat jimmy witchert is back yes that hot dog and wearing son of a bitch still an idiot <laughs> uh, oh i like uh when they run into cotton and i think oh i think uh peggy wants cotton's medals and cotton's like nope i need them um i'll be marching in the parade here in arlen with my war buddies topsy stinky brooklyn fat brooklyn and of course erwin linker and then (laughs) hank's like what happened to lucky and cotton's just like dead (laughs) (laughs) what do you think happened hank they're all ancient (laughs) dead (laughs) um a quote by peggy when she's expressing her concern for good Hank living over at the VFW mm-hmm. with Cotton and all of his buddies, uh, Peggy says she's trying to she's like trying to plead to Hank and reason with him, and she's like, Rob Reiner says the first year is the most important to a child's development. Your baby brother should be listening to lullabies, not to old men hacking up phlegm. But I love that <laughs> Rob, That's what Reiner? Rob Reiner said. I know Rob yeah. Reiner. I had to double check. I'm like the guy from All in the Family. Right? Like, yeah. it's that guy. <laughs> and he's directed a ton of shit and been yeah. in a lot of other movies. But yeah, Rob, this is what Rob Reiner says. Child psychologist. Uh, add that to the list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Developmental specialist. Uh, I have um, just actually just two more comments. Mm-hmm. A quote by Dee Dee. Oh, when it's after they lose the Cadillac and... Uh, Dee Dee heads over to I think Hank's house and she's just like sorry I'm late I had to take three buses one to get here (laughs) one to go back and get GH and one to get here (laughs) (laughs) I love that she mentioned she just straight up says I forgot GH because I would never tell a single soul that I forgot my kid At first, I was like, three buses? Wow, that's rough. But it's just because she had to go back. I know. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then this last quote by Cotton at the end, I think it's maybe, is it? It's like around the time of Cotton's rampage, and he sees Topsy at the bus stop, and he's just like, Topsy, you shouldn't be waiting for the bus. You strangled Herman Gor- Goring, for I God's know. sake. I love that. And I had to... Mm-hmm. look up who that was and it was like of course like a nazi high up general yeah, it was guy like, who it was like hitler's number two yeah right-hand man i was like how did he die 
please tell me he was strangled. But um, <laughs> I guess he like supposedly killed himself before he was supposed to be executed. Yeah. Allegedly with a cyanide capsule, but now it may be actually due to strangulation and they were covering up that assassination by topsy <laughs> so i prefer that are, one. i i prefer that as well <laughs> but those are all of the things i had written down very good thank you all right so listener comments Amy. This. I can see it in your eyes. I'm ready. <laughs> so yes. we actually got a voicemail listener comment. So listener comment song. Yes, I love those. So let's see how it is. Here we go. I hope it doesn't suck. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> oh, turn it up. This is my attempt at a listener comment song. Uh, I left a message before, but I forgot to do this. I can't sing, so it's going to be kind of done in a style of, uh, I don't know, jazz or whatever, like snappy, pope, jazz, whatever. Bad coffee house jazz. <laughs> anyway, here we go. <laughs> they laugh like you, Amy. Listener. Comments. Oh, yeah. Yes! I love it. It's very uh, Chicago. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you so much. I think I think their name is William. I think their name is William because they did leave a message before that and just based off of, you know, Google's translation, it says William, so it could be literally any name, but I'm going to mm. go with William. So William, thank you very much. Thank you so much. That was so jazzy. And see, mm -hmm. it could be that simple. You could just call from your literal bathroom <laughs> and leave a two-second little ditty. And we're so grateful to get it. We're going to love it. Guaranteed. 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 All right. Let's get into these listener comments, huh? All right. <laughs> All, All right. right. Ooh, we have a nice, we get so many, when we, when you remember to post, you know, <laughs> something asking for comments, actually like a decent amount of time ahead of when we record, we get so many comments. So thank you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we got two right next to each other. The same quote from Dee Dee, uh, Jaren Walshack and Unsanitary Dan. <laughs> Uh, I had to take three buses, <laughs> one to get here, one to go back and get GH, and then one to get here. <laughs> um, a quote by Catherine Moore. Hank just looks at Peggy's hand instead of slapping her five. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. That is brutal. See? Yeah, it is brutal. Dick move, Hank. <laughs> I like <laughs> disgruntled toaster says, who is the position of bathroom attendant for exactly the customer? Seriously, no one wants that. That is so true. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants somebody sitting in there while they're trying to make. <laughs> Especially if it's quiet. I'm going to walk right in, walk right out. 
right out, right on out. And, you know, I mean, and also you're supposed to tip those people. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. they've just listened to you massacre the bathroom, but who has cash anymore? I know. Do you have a Venmo? (laughs) Not anymore. Nobody has cash anymore. Nope. And I would be just mortified if there was a bathroom attendant any place that I went. Um, oh, well, another another couple of quotes by Catherine Moore. Hank clipping his toenails in bed, gross. Would y'all kick yes! someone out of bed for clipping their toenails? <laughs> yes. Go do that in the bathroom. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. That's disgusting. And uh, it makes me think I remember working when I worked at a country club, we had employee meals in the back and they would kind of put all of this food out on this little buffet and I remember this one nice but kind of dumb guy that worked there a big thing they had in the the bathrooms were these like little single use tiny packets of floss for the people that you know for the people that were members of the country club but you could just snag Mm -hmm. your own and I remember this like one kind of dumb guy just standing over the food, looking at everything while he was flossing his teeth. <gasps> I would I feel be like that's like furious. clipping your toenails in bed. Yes, I would be so furious if I saw that happening. I'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I would be so yes. mean to that person. Oh. Oh, I was. I was like, you are gross. And I said it loud enough that my manager poked his head out of his office, like way down the hall and was just like, what are you doing? But good for you. (laughs) That's exactly you. Shame. 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 (laughs) Um, Not to not to make this the Catherine Moore show, but one more by Catherine Moore that I meant to write down. Hank being like, oh, they're taking out that yield sign by the Ethan Allen and Peggy being like. Lives will be lost. (laughs) I might have screwed myself because I think I didn't mention that because I think it was maybe my trivia question. (laughs) (laughs) And you would have got me on that one. (laughs) I got myself. A quote by Ryan Film Lumber. Lumber. He doesn't lumb films. He loves films. Ryan <laughs> Film Lover said, might be one of the sadder episodes. Cotton sucks, but no veteran should end up homeless. Absolutely. That yes. should be like guaranteed set for life. Like, And by set for life, you're just guaranteed to not have to struggle financially at Ab- the very least. Absolutely. But that is very much not the case for a vast majority of veterans. And Oh, no. Yeah. I I have a sibling who's in the military and who despises it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just hearing from them about how incredibly poorly run and how badly they treat their soldiers or Navy or whatever, the military personnel is like, you got to be kidding me. We have we spend how much money on this on military spent budget and you can't even get food that isn't uh, expired to feed them. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, veterans definitely should never be homeless, never have to struggle, you know, get as, get all the help that they deserve and need. And this is, this episode's coming out a little bit later, but it actually was just Veterans Day last week. We're recording right. this. Well, we're, we're finishing up recording this <laughs> the day before it's supposed to drop. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> veterans Day was only just last week. 
yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I guess the best thing that can happen is on Veterans Day is that like you get a free appetizer from Long John Steakhouse or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Long Horn. Oh, I heard. Uh, I heard uh, on the radio a commercial uh, at IHOP. Uh, was giving out free red, white, and blue pancakes to veterans. Hey! So, thank Yay. you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Disgruntled Toaster also says, I led a platoon of men through the jungles of Saipan. I think I can lead a party of four to table six! <laughs> I love that part. I'm like, he's right. He can do that. <laughs> no, he can't. That's that's a whole different ball game right there. <laughs> the seating system at a restaurant, that's true. Different. Yeah. I never I've never worked restaurant jobs, so I can't say I have no say in that. Danielle Dat Me says, uh, quote by Dale, Am I the only one who allows his mind to prance outside of the box? <laughs> oh, and Ladamina twenty four is right underneath saying that as well. Yeah, and yes you are, Dale, in that group. Maybe Bill. Maybe Bill a little bit. Maybe. Uh, and uh, underscore Nate underscore mate asks us how how much would each of you need to be paid happily to be wait need to be paid to happily be a men's room attendant no <laughs> we had a whole discussion about this it got very heated oh I don't even remember but I don't remember at you all could, <laughs> you could not understand you were just like Jackie no absolutely I was like I'd rather do that than host because I can sit on a stool and That's right, get tipped, and you were just like, "It's not worth people dumping directly on my face." But <laughs> That's right. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway. how much I like to be just like left alone on a stool. Yeah. Well, and you know, I agree with my previous self. No amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> A men's room attendant would be intense, though, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> All right, my last one is from That One, or The Tone Cade, or That One Cade. Uh, the chef shitting and then not washing his hands is the most accurate the show has been with a crying, <laughs> crying emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so horrifying. Uh, my last quote by n underscore Nate underscore mate. The beat plot makes no sense. Why would soldiers wear medals during battle? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I, there's so much wrong with Peggy's concept. I, I can't understand why her concept won. Right. Out of all the others. Her second one sense. is brilliant. The first one is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good job, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Woo! All right, Amy. Yes. Are you ready for trivia? I am ready. All right. You want me to go first? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I decided every time you ask me that, I'm just going to say no to see how long I can get away with it. Well, now that I know, I'm never asking you'll again. <laughs> you'll forget. You'll forget. That's true. I will. <laughs> Go on. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what is the Silver Star awarded for? Like, what? what's the level of award? Oh, my God. I meant to ask. Oh, I meant to look this up. Um, ooh. Uh, 
bravery and or valor. Yes. I mean, yeah, that is very, that works because it's, Okay, so it says the Silver Star Medal is the United States Armed Forces' third highest military decoration for valor and combat. The Silver Star Medal is awarded primarily to members of the United States Armed Forces for gallantry in action against an enemy of the United States. Wow, gallantry. Gallantry, valor. I love, like, the the words are so exciting. Well, that's cotton. I wish I knew exactly what he got it for. I mean, I know... He's done a lot of crazy things, but um killing a bunch of people, yeah. I guess, is one. <laughs> maybe that maybe that counts. <laughs> I think it probably does. <laughs> uh, wow. Very good. Yes. All right. I feel like you you wrote you have this one. Where did Cotton and Dee Dee go on their honeymoon? Oh, El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little filler one. I was like, I know she's got this one, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a whole conversation about it when we recorded before. So <laughs> <laughs> You were like, that's my trivia. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is wrong it's with me? It's been a few days. It's been a few days since we recorded everyone. It's so been, we it's don't been have an- amnesia. It's an entire week. But honestly, it doesn't matter if I'm sober, drunk, no matter what. Anytime we record... I forget everything the minute we finish. Oh, 100%. The minute 100%. we finish. It's because we just go into this trance, I guess, to record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's like a blackout. And then we come out like, what happened? Was it good? I don't know. We'll find out. I hope that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't think we talked about this one, but I could be wrong. So this is my last trivia. <laughs> so- when Cotton is applying for that job and the guy's like, are you actually 38? And Hank comes out and he's like, hey, you're you're not allowed to ask a, a interviewee's age. And he, he goes, who are you? And he's like, I'm his son. And something along the lines of like, Cotton's like, oh yeah, it's a Gulf War. He's a Gulf War baby. He's freakishly large. So my question is, <laughs> if Hank actually was a Gulf War baby, about what age would he be? At this time. At this time of the episode. In the year 2000? Yes. Oh, Lord. Uh, 11? <laughs> Great guess. Nine. He'd be around nine. Nine or ten. Ah! That is that is a really good guess, because I would have been like, 30? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking, because it's been so long, but then I had to remember, like, oh, well, at the time... 2000 yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right that's all my oh, good, good job. questions you did a good job all right well i'll give you my first question um the yield sign that was removed <laughs> was near what business ethan allen uh, see i almost forgot yes. i almost i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say eddie bauer <laughs> eddie bauer <laughs> correct ethan allen um all right and for my Second and last question. What was the name of the restaurant that Cotton worked at? Oh my God. I just saw it in our listen. Something's wrong with my brain. Okay. I just saw somebody <laughs> posted it in our listener comments and I can't remember. It starts with a B. Bootsies? Oh, nope. Boop, boop, boopers? It- 
Nope. <laughs> Any other guesses? Bl- Bloomers. No. Okay. It was called Burton's Prime Rib. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so you were close with the B part. The, the rest of it was all very wrong. <laughs> A little bit different. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well <Very> done. <laughs> all right. And do you know what the next episode is? I do. It's uh, What Makes Bobby Run. What makes him run? <laughs> I guess we're going to well, find out. That would be cool. I think so. I we'll find. So. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so That'll much. That'll be uh, my trivia oh. question next week. Yeah. What made Bobby run? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Did Bobby walk, run, or jog? Oh, shit. <laughs> question he crawled (laughs) all right amy okay everybody listen love you thank you for listening uh please review us on itunes five stars uh send us a listener comment uh you can send it to hello at hoyapod.com um yeah that's really all we gave you our phone number earlier in the episode so that's there great great i'm glad we had the foresight to do that All right, everybody. Jackie, you have anything to add? No, I don't. Great. All right. My computer's at 7%. Oh, I'm to die. Bye, Acadios. Bye. 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 Bye.